Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, December 15th edition. We're joined by Matt Riddle. Matt, you're back from China. I'm back from China. I'm back in America, brother. It feels good. Feels good to be. When'd you get back? I got back last Friday, and then I went to New York City and Boston to wrestle, and then, yeah, and then the flow, the flow sports team has been documenting my life the last couple of days, so they'll probably show up while we do this podcast. Nice, nice. I like it. So, did flow sports and your wife and your kids throw you a big welcome home party? Like, how'd that go down? It did not go down like that. Why? You know, I I don't know. I brought gifts from China, and uh, no, Which will probably break in three days because they're made in China. No, I, I bought some good stuff in China. You got to realize everything's made in China, so yeah. you you can get some good stuff still in China for sure. But uh, you got them clothes and stuff like that. You know, got them some stuff, and uh, yeah, you know. But no welcome home party. No welcome home party. Nobody cared. That's ridiculous to me. How long were you gone? Like two weeks? I was gone a while. And then when I came home, then I left, went to New York and Boston, and then I was home. And, you know. So it's practically like three weeks and no welcome home party. No party. Nobody. Not, not a cake, not some, some gummy bears, not, not anything. You didn't get welcomed home with anything. Nothing. I mean, no. Where's the respect? Dude, there's no respect for bros these days. It's disappointing, Matt. Disappointing. No, no brospect. So how how's the homecoming been? I mean, it's good. I mean, I've been enjoying it. You know, I got some Pizza Hut last night. That was good. Solid. Yeah. Solid. It was. Uh, other than that, not, not too much, you know. Been trying to get to the gym, but it's been hard because I've been doing this flow sports thing the last couple of days. So they basically came home, wrestled flow sports thing, and then I leave tomorrow for an unknown vortex of sorts. Oh, maybe I don't know. Oh. I don't think I don't think I will, or maybe I won't. I don't know. <laughs> so you're going to hypothetically leave tomorrow in case. I'm 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 leaving tomorrow to go to California for something, but I can't say for what. Probably probably just the new Japan dojo that they're going to reopen. Oh, are that. they? They they supposedly want to in tomorrow? in L.A. No, not tomorrow. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Did you know at one point in the new uh, at the new well not at the new Japan dojo, but tr- while training at the new Japan dojo. That Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Lyoto Machida all live together. I didn't know Lyoto Machida was in that group. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that Daniel Bryan said, hilarious. "Daniel Bryan said because Machida spoke Portuguese, Nakamura spoke Japanese. They both spoke enough English to hate each other." 
And I would love to see like a young Nakamura and a young Machida just having pissing contests, basically. Man, from what I heard from Machida, they might have been drinking each other's pee or their or the, their own pee con- <laughs> or their own pee. In a have you ever known anybody else that's done that besides him? Like, besides people who are obviously, like, buried underground or, like, hanging off a cliff or something, like, for an athletic edge, drinking their own piss? I've never heard it before other than the Leota Machida train. Like, I've heard other people, like, mention it, like, oh, yeah, you've never heard that? And I'm like, no. I've never – he's the only world-class athlete I've ever seen drink his – well, I've never seen it, but he brags about drinking his own piss. Where do you think you make the jump off? And you just say, I'm doing it. I'm drinking my own piss. I think, you know, he's probably done it before. He knew it was a good well, thing. But I mean the first time. Like the first time you put it in your mind, this is it. I'm ready to piss drink. I don't know. I think maybe his dad told him. To, I don't know. I don't know. In my mind, I don't think it could happen. Like I know like that's not supposed to go back in me. It came out of me. It's not supposed to go like if it was supposed to go back in me, like it no, it's not. It's just not. No. You don't drink your I mean own there are a lot pee. of things you like shouldn't people, drink your own pee. You shouldn't drink your own pee. Mm. And he said it so matter of factly a few years ago. And when he when he answers the question, he's like, Oh yeah, I drink my own pee. It's good for you. I'm like, No, it's not. I, I I think if we brought in ten doctors right now, we're like, question: drinking your piss, good idea, and they would probably all say no, <laughs> like, no. I mean, they wouldn't say it's toxic. Probably they'd just be like, no, but you can get those vitamins from other places, you know, like a supplement and water. Interesting. Um, hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Did you see the WWE, uh, they're doing a new title, a UK title? A UK title, hmm. That sounds like the type of thing that, that you should dominate. Here's somebody knocking at your door. Who is it? Yeah, why are they knocking like the police? I hope it's not Let's find police. out who this is. Give me Let's a see second, who the cameo is. We got a cameo coming up here on the Fightful.com podcast. Matt Riddle says they're knocking like the police. It might be the Flow Sports people. Technically, they are considered competition to us. I hear him yelling. Let's see what we can hear. Okay, there's Matt. I can confirm that Matthew Riddle is back. Who was it? Was it the cops? No, it's not the cops. It's Flow Flow Sports. Ah, they're not. They're not that important. You know, I, I thought they would just come in. I mean, it's fucking freezing outside they come in with their gatorade bottle full of piss just ready to party dude i i don't know if they i don't think they roll like that hey, they probably don't they probably don't i don't think you guys can hear us can you i know no can't hear us they can only see us sean hey you know what they they can use some of the footage from the actual show if they need to yeah you can use if, if, you can use the footage from the show if you need to thanks no worries so, <laughs> this UK title, what do, you, what do you think about that? It's really weird. I, I saw the picture of everybody up on stage, and quite frankly, everybody looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. A bunch of mm-hmm. little white guys with beards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you think of them announcing this title and tournament? Yes. Yeah, so, this is, this is what I've said, and I'll say again, goddamn it. The WWE is oversaturated. They're picking up way too much talent. They don't know what to do with it. And I, it's, it's bad news bears. It's, it's just, what do you think the next tournament's going to be? They've got a women's tournament, a tag tournament, a, uh, a uh, gosh, a cruiserweight tournament. I know what they could do for you. They could do an all-pirate tournament. All pirate, dude. It's my weakness. Wrestling pirates and <laughs> o- pirates from Ohio. They just got my number, bro. Paul Birchall. Do you remember him, Pirate Paul Birchall from WWE? I don't. Probably reason why. Probably reason he was, why. 
He was an okay wrestler. Was, like, was if he, he were on the indie... Yeah, but the thing is, when you limit yourself to pirate, it doesn't matter how good you work, you limit yourself to, like, failure. You're going to fail. Well, WWE limited, it to, limited him to it, but uh, if he were on the indie circuit today, he'd be probably a big star because he's a really big dude that can do a lot of athletic stuff, but the gimmick got over, and then Vince McMahon, I guess, didn't know what Pirates of the Caribbean was because it was in the middle of all that. Oh. So. oh, so this is a recent pirate. Well, 2005, 2006-ish. That's pretty recent. I thought pirates were obsolete in the 80s. I thought all those he characters would, were gone. He swung in on a rope. It was actually pretty cool. But, I mean, it had a limited shelf life. You know. Ugh. I feel like you're making this up. I, I swear I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up then. Well, I, it can't be made up because I know, like, Cliff Compton was, like, in that one greaser tag team. They're, like... Oh, yeah. That was same and, they were, and they were champs. And, like, I've wrestled Cliff Compton. The guy can guy can go. But at the yeah. same time, I saw his gimmick in the E, and I was quite offended. Okay, so I'm going to pull this up here. Pirate Paul Burchill. I just see a black screen. Oh, that, oh, wow! There he is. He's a he rock was, uh, star. He was a protege of William Regal on screen. Did really well. I mean, he was he was good in the ring, but I think he's a fireman now or something in real life, not like as a wrestling fireman. Dude, he he looked like a stallion. That guy probably could handle himself in and out of the ring. He's six foot four, two fifty, big dude. Yeah on the forum what is your dream match in professional wrestling besides me dressed as a pirate of course mine yeah well you know I, I think my dream match you know I've been getting asked these questions a lot you know but I think dream match would probably be like Rob Van Dam you know right that, now I that think seems like a natural you all have a lot of parallels we do. We we've met at the Playboy Mansion back in the day. He likes MMA. I like pro wrestling. I've done both, you know, with some success. He's done one with great success, you know. So uh, I, I and you know, I feel like it might happen. Really? Maybe. I think it might too. I think based so. on what you said a few weeks ago, I th- it'd be ridiculous if they didn't put that together. Do you think it's a little weird that he has an open door policy with the WWE and one of the reasons why they passed on you was the weed thing? No, this is, if I thought that was weird, I would think it's weird that they passed on me and signed Snoop Dogg, you know? I think uh I think the big thing is is like, you know, I uh have a big mouth. I think that's it. I talk to yeah, him. I have a huge mouth, and they hate that. They hate when people hey, speaking, talk. Hey, so. speaking of your AIW thing, uh, blew up last week. Yeah, I know. Well, you really, you know, you were really getting it out of me. <laughs> sure was. You really hey, I talked to, I tried to talk to AIW too, and you guys hate each other. No big deal. Yeah, you know what? I I have no hard feelings. I just feel like they could have just came to me and talked to me, just like I went to them and talked to them. Because I didn't go on Twitter and say, I didn't agree to this booking, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, went, hey. I mean, to be fair, I can attest. I mean, when we first tried to get you, there were some things you didn't agree with in the deal. We talked it out. We made it work. And you're here. It so, I mean, works. I can understand that. It works. We're here, you know. Like, the, the big thing is it's just uh, – you, you, like, we all have to be on the same page, and we all have to agree on everything, and that, that's about it, you know. And uh, we didn't agree on anything, you know, and uh, I don't see why I should have to work with somebody if I don't agree with them. I'm not under contract. They don't, you know, so it's like – and that they, uh, they, you know, did what they did, and then I got booked for AAW, like, while I was still in China that day so you know that works for me and they'll fly me to chicago so as i told aiw when i talked to them because i had to do a follow-up article i feel like it's a real missed opportunity matt 
if you and Hot Sauce don't face Louis Linden and Pirate Paul Burchill at a future Double Dare event? You bridge the gap. You become a giant pirate-killing heel. You know, you know, I, I just, I think Louis <laughs> Linden's probably my last pirate I'll ever get in the ring with. He's a captain of a ship. Yeah. I'm supposed to specify that. He, he captain of the ship, love boat captain, whatever it was, he offered for me to mop the deck. It was inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy needs to get his shit together. <laughs> I'm sorry, and Lou, and he's a like I said, a good wrestler. Yeah, don't like uh, the character. That's it. Sure. Did you get any kind of blowback from that? Like, how much harassment did you get on Twitter over that? You know, promoters and wrestlers, none. They were all like. We feel you, bro. <laughs> you know there were there were some wrestlers that were tweeting in support of AIW, like saying that they enjoyed the the locker room environment. But I didn't see any of that going directly to you. No, I I definitely think it any. Yeah, I, I saw some people saying they like working there, and that that's perfectly fine. You know, I didn't have a problem with the fans or anything. I'd like to work in front of that crowd for sure. I didn't like working with the management, you know, I didn't like, and then I didn't like how, like I said, they were putting matches together. It felt like it was very last second, last minute, you know, they know they got me. They know like, you know, some people tune in to watch me and that's what they're doing. So I I just didn't like how that was being used. Like, like I said, I work for beyond, I work for evolve, I work for progress. I work for all these other companies and they use me properly. They have a number of eyes on them. I'm working with great talent. And why wouldn't I just do that? You know? Listen, I, I can't promise that here at Fightful we'll never ask you to lose to a pirate or a captain of a ship. Reckless. I can't promise. Reckless. I can't promise. It'll be my last day on the podcast. But I, I also saw a lot of people saying there should be more people that are open to protecting themselves on the independence light, like you said you were. Uh, a lot of people are just there. They want to get their paycheck, and they'll do whatever it takes to get that paycheck. You did business, but, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with you speaking out. I mean, I could see where some people found it a little disrespectful, but, I mean, you, I, I think you did go out of your way to say you didn't think he was a bad worker. I mean, there were some people that you said were bad workers. But yes. You made sure to specify. Yeah, uh you, you know, I think I think the big thing is, especially in these cases, less is more. So the less you say, the better. Mm-hmm. But at the but at the same time, you know, I I didn't say anything that wasn't true. You know, and some people can get upset, some people can get mad, but at the end of the day, what I said was a hundred percent real, and the situation wasn't handled properly. You know, and maybe one day I show up at AIW randomly, make a scene. I hope so. I hope that I hope that you all can eventually bridge that gap. I really yeah, do. You know, we'll, we'll we'll see. You know, it's just you know, I've I've talked to a lot of people, and they were in the same exact position I was in, and they got treated the same exact way. I talked to a lot of wrestlers and a lot of other individuals, so it, it is what it is. But. We just moved forward. Big weekends coming up. Matt, what was the craziest thing you saw in China? I saw a lot of crazy things. I saw a really big goldfish. That was pretty good. Really that was the craziest thing you saw that, in China. That, that definitely wasn't the craziest. I saw the Great Wall of China. That, yeah, that wasn't the craziest either, Matt. That wasn't the craziest. Uh I also saw the Forbidden City in Beijing. Super not the craziest thing that you saw. Not the craziest. The craziest thing I saw, and I guess I shouldn't be shocked about it. Like, it ha- I guess it, ha- it could happen anywhere. But uh, I think what shocked me was how casual it was. And yeah. what, what I saw, what I saw was a little girl probably – maybe seven, eight years old, wiping her, you know, wiping her ass with a tissue, wiping poop from her butt because she just pooped on the sidewalk and wiped her butt and then threw the tissue onto the ground 
and pulled her pants up while her, her dad, and her mom continued to walk down the street. And I, w- I was mostly shocked because the people were dressed pretty decent and everything, and I was just shocked that, you know, I've never seen a person poop on a sidewalk before. So that blew- I'm guessing there was no pooper scooper used in this situation. I, I didn't see it. The poop was on the sidewalk. And then later that day, Different sidewalk, different part of Beijing. I actually stepped in poop. On the human, I'm human. Pr- I'm pretty sure it was human, but I can't specify. So I, you know, so you didn't do the Gil Grissom like investigate, take it to the CSI lab, and I didn't go. I, I don't speak really good Mandarin, so I just went with my gut on this one, and uh, I threw away the shoes. It was a deep step, a deep poop. It's so, a deep poop step. It is a deep have poop ever, step. You ever done that where you're walking around and you're like, man, what smells like shit? What and, smells like shit? And it's on your shoe. And it's your shoe. I've done it plenty of times and I hate it. I hate it. I got one. I got one for you, Matt. Oh, I live man. in a pretty small town. I mean, there are some famous people from here, like George Clooney's from here. We've got a couple oh, NBA we've got a couple NBA players, the whole Clooney family. So our Black Friday deal. Like, you know, there's, it's a decent-sized town. It's a small town, but a decent-sized town. Black Friday gets a little crazy out here. Our local Walmart one night, and she, she had waited in line for hours. You better believe they started to do, like, the 6 p.m. guarantees, where you're, if, if you're in line at a certain time, you get whatever you're in line for. But before that, this woman said, Hey, I need to go use the restroom. I got to get out of line. She did not get out of line. They wouldn't let her. She took a big, creamy dump in the middle of the floor at Walmart on Black Friday. That's pretty cool. I it's pretty mean, extreme. I mean, Could you well, imagine wanting a big screen TV that bad? I, I think at that point, it's not a matter of wanting the big screen TV. I think it's a matter of principle. Like... I said I have to use the bathroom. I've been waiting my time. Let me use the bathroom and get my spot. And they're like, no. And then it's like, well, in that case, I'm going to shit on your floor. What What would it take for you and to think, shit on a Walmart floor at Black I th- Friday? I think, I think, you know. Like a Mercilago or something? I think, I think you know, people can only take so much bullshit from people, you know. And, uh. You know, when I stand in line for a certain amount of time and I'm guaranteed a certain price for a certain item and you're trying to say no because I have to poop, that, I think that might be enough for me. Then again, I try not to put myself in situations where I'll have to, like, shit in line. You know, I just – I avoid those. <laughs> like, I'd probably just use a smaller TV or maybe get a different TV. I don't know. So what – what type of item would it take for you to do that? Like like a Lamborghini? Like, Well, I think I could do it for a TV. It's just the deal would have to be really good. Real good deal. <laughs> really good deal. I think TV or a car. I mean, of course, anything like that. But I think it would have to be deal-wise. Like, wow. Like, man, I would, like, shit on the floor even if, you know, that was just the deal, <laughs> you know? You seem kind of reserved today. What's up with that? You know, I I am. It's uh, I'm I'm down in the living room. You know, we got the flow sports guys filming me. So you know, just just a little. You're room. not wild now today, Matt. What's not, up? With that? I'm not wild now. No. You know what it is? I'm still really tired from flying from Beijing. You know. You told me you didn't get jet lag. I. Well, what is this? It's not even the jet lag. It's just the time difference. The time yeah. difference. I've been sleep by like. And sleeping a little off. Like I just woke up like a couple hours ago. You were doing these shows like two or three AM over there. That's amazing. Yeah, but like, I can't tell you but, how much we appreciate oh, that. No no worries. And when Matt Riddle make a makes a commitment to the brand. Oh all, no, Matt. What happened? Oh, this is bad. You're not gonna like this. We I, just got a tweet from Brian Cage. He defaced it, Matt. He defaced it. Did he put himself in it? He put himself on it. Oh. 
This is the. And it's all a bunch of little Brian cages too. Oh wow! I don't like this. I didn't know that he came like that with the Photoshop ability. Wow! Taking taking our game. He saw it. He probably saw it on my Twitter. And boom. This is ridiculous. You see, that's just how. See, that's what I'm saying. You come up with good ideas. Like I literally said that to you like last week. Boom, we made it. <laughs> Boom, you put it on the internet less than like an hour ago. Boom, Brian Cage is using it. Or did he have one? Like he's been doing that a minute. Oh, he sure as hell didn't have one of those. Yeah, he There's didn't no have that. No, I'm gonna run into that motherfucker. I don't care if he's three fifteen all muscle. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this. You think he's ever drank his own piss or shit in public? I think he's probably shit in public. You don't get that big without shit in public at least <laughs> once. But he's he's but he's I, taking his MTC oil or whatever he's doing. But he totally he just gets the shits. He totally doesn't drink his own piss. If he drank his own piss, I'd be shocked. God, he he, he yeah he, he's too metrosexual to drink his own piss. Guys with unibrows drink their own piss. God damn you, Brian Cage. God damn you. We will foil this plot. Our boy Graham Williams, who does these for us, now he's got to like find some Lucha Underground picture of two guys kicking Brian Cage's oh, ass and Photoshop oh, our heads on them. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's going to have to happen. Or, or you can just wait until the next time you face Brian Cage and then just I Photoshop me in there somehow. I haven't faced him yet. That will be a first when it does. Yeah, a first when it does. Maybe I don't. Maybe know. in California sometime. I would imagine that match is going to happen one of these days. Speaking of, uh, somebody on our forums asks how you've liked working in uh, PWG thus far. PWG is awesome. You know, I've only had the two appearances. I might have one this Friday. Not sure. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If they're having a card, not sure if anything's going on that day. But, uh, but yeah, like I, I love working there. It's awesome. You know, there's only a couple other places that kind of compare, and I would say, like, Progress Wrestling's one of them. You know, the Evolve Crowds in New York, Beyond is up there. You know, but PWG is definitely its own thing. It's like a lot of people I talk to complain because they don't stream. But I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they don't have to. You know, they still sell all their DVDs. You know, people will buy their product because it's good. You hear that a lot, too, that they won't move to a bigger venue. But that's that's the charm of it. Like, if they were in a bigger venue, I wouldn't want to fly all the way. Like, that's on my bucket list, going to a PWG event. I don't know that I'd want to if it were in a 1,500-seater. I don't know if I'd want to – I want to be in that environment. You know what I mean? Like that's, uh, there's something special about that. That's what makes them special. That's what gives them the street cred. That building, you know, uh, it's everything. It goes from the DVDs to the building to the presentation to, like, not even announcing who's wrestling this weekend, not even announcing what matches are happening. Like, I, I, I don't even know. Maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> Matt, this is going to be a poop-heavy edition of the, the rest oh, of the wow. FIFA podcast. More poops. Uh, more, uh, more poops. And this was not planned. This was not planned. Well, I mean, these stories were, but not the aforementioned poop story. A dog walker found a mysterious goo known as space poo in greater Manchester and believes it may have been left by aliens. We'll take a look here at this space dookie real quick. Will we? <laughs> will we, John? We will. Here we go. This is Space Dookie. Space Duty. That, you buying it? That just looks like shit in grass with some rain. Yeah. It looks like a turd with some rain on it. It looks like, a, that looks like an English turd. 
I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the alien poop. I'm sorry. You're going to have to come with more than that. Then buy it. Not going to buy it. If aliens came here, they won't go to England. Just saying. You need more people. If you're going to make claims of alien space poop, you need more people backing your stuff up. You need more poops. So a guy had been expecting packages from USPS and UPS, and uh, his stuff had been getting stolen. So what he did was he covered the underside of a package in dog crap and then caught the man stealing it brown-handed. That's savage. But you got to do it, Matt. You got to do it. At least. uh, At least. Have you ever caught any thieves? you ever caught somebody actively stealing from you? Not actively stealing, but I caught, uh, I think I told you, I, my neighbor who was a cop in Vegas was having a party, and his, uh, I guess some of his friends thought it would be funny to like come over and piss on my front door. What? So, now I had no idea. I was in the house, but my dog kept going up to the front door, and I was like, Dutch, come here. Then he went back up, and I'm like, well, if he's sniffing it again, something's going on. So I opened up the door, and it's just two drunk dudes, and they panicked when they saw me and ran, you know? But I saw, like, two wet marks. I could tell, like, maybe they were, like, maybe they, the bathroom was full of the neighbors. Whatever. They pissed on my house. So I went over to the neighbor's house and started beating on the door. Well, the neighbors didn't, you know, he didn't come out. You know, he's listening to music. Well, I beat on the door for, like, a good, like, 20 minutes until the neighbors, you know, the guy came out. It was just a cop who lived there, a single guy. He came out. I grabbed him, ripped him out of the door, shut his door behind him, and then, like, drug him over to my house, threw him face first into the piss, and basically threatened to kill him if I ever saw him or his friends again. And then uh, I drug him back to his house, threw him into the, you know, into his house, and then uh, went home and went to bed. No uh, legal action taken due to this? I mean, he was a cop, right? He was a cop. There was no legal action taken. I rarely saw him after that. And when I did, he was nothing but, you know, a nice little nod and smile, you know. And he didn't have any more parties after that either. So I'd like to clarify, guys. Matt did not threaten to actually murder a police officer. In the context, like, it, trust me, I think in, like, I had the legal right in the state of Nevada to threaten <laughs> somebody's life. You pissed on, like, your friends or you pissed on my house. Like, if the cops would have showed up, they would have been like, yeah, you pissed on a UFC fighter's door. Like, you got beat to death. Sounds, sounds, Try it. sounds legit. That Try as we might, this entire show is about pissing shit. Pissing shit and beating people up. What else? Aren't there some fights this weekend? Right. There are some fights this weekend, oh. but there, there's a situation that I wanted to talk to you about first. Oh. Piss and shit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, no. UFC started a 145-pound title. Have you heard about this? 145-pound title? For the women. Ooh, for women. Cool. Cyborg ain't fighting for it. Why? Because she rejected fights with Holly Holm and Jermaine Durandamy. So now Holly Holm and Jermaine Durandamy are going to fight for the title in Brooklyn. Cyborg's not happy about it. I don't know if you follow her on Twitter, but she has people that do her social media. They're not doing her any favors. They're making her look kind of like a crybaby. She rejected fights with both of these women in February, said, well, I can fight fight in March. Well, as I said on the the podcast yesterday, somebody can cause progress, but it doesn't really wait for anybody. This is a case of that. The UFC wanted a 145-pound women's title fight. They're getting it. Cyborg isn't in it. Do you think this is a slap in her face? Not at all. She turned down the fight. Yeah. Seems pretty clear-cut, doesn't it? It sounds like, yeah. Yeah, she's afraid. She's afraid. You think she's afraid? I think she's afraid. Holly Holmes is going to take that chin home. She probably will. I think that's a good fight. It's a better fight than a lot of people realize. I'll be honest. Like, Cyborg's a good striker for mixed martial arts, but when it comes to high, high-level kickboxing, she doesn't stand a chance, especially against Holly Holm. Not saying four-ounce gloves and her athleticism, there isn't a chance, but yeah, Holly Holm's extremely talented. 
So. This is the second time that Chris Cyborg passed up a fight with Jermaine Durand to me, too. She was supposed to fight her earlier this year, and she was like, no, I think I'll pass. Now, what's interesting about that to me, Matt, is Jermaine Durand to me has been like the only woman actively calling out Cyborg, like, give me Cyborg. I want to fight Cyborg. 135, 140, 145, I don't care. I'll do it. You think maybe that that has affected Cyborg psychologically? No, I don't think it's affected her psychologically. I think what it is is that girl, Jermaine, knows it's a good big money fight. She knows she probably has the tools to beat Cyborg, and Cyborg probably knows that as well. Like, I don't know how they match up. Well, I don't know what Jermaine's uh, specialty is, but yeah, I, I would imagine she matches up well and knows she can beat her. Like, you don't make those claims and people don't deny fights. It's like when I called out Dan Hardy. It's like, of course he doesn't want that fight because he has a bigger name than me and he's going to lose. So it's like, what's that going to do for his career? Nothing. And I think Cyborg sees the same thing. Then again, if it's for the title, that's a big deal to be a UFC champion. And she lost that opportunity. Cyborg, Cyborg said she couldn't make the weight safely in eight to ten weeks. If you can't, no, no. If you can't make, I could make one seventy in eight to ten weeks, and I would be pissing blood safely, (laughs) but But not drinking it. Yeah, but definitely not drinking the bloody pee. But, uh, but yeah, if you need eight to ten weeks just to diet down, you what? You I don't know. What did she? She used to fight at 145, or she does. She, she has fought at 145 for years. 140 earlier this year. She made 139. But here's here's the situation, Matt. A couple years ago, it was about three years ago, she committed to making 135. And she was walking around about one, mid-160s. She now walks around in the low 170s to mid-170s. That's a little unusual to me that they – that. Uh, since she said that she wanted to cut weight, she has actively gained weight. That's weird. Also, we had some history made this week, Matt. The New Day are the longest reigning tag champions of all time. Do you think they deserve that spot? Uh, yeah. I mean, who deserves that spot in pro wrestling? Does it? <laughs> that spot yeah. can be rewritten and replaced with the next tag team champions if they desire. In now, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's a good move. I, I mean, I haven't been a huge fan of the new day recently or in like the last couple months. You know, I they, they got some fans, they're over, but I'm not a fan of their wrestling per se lately. You know, here's a good one Brock Lesnar in relation to his failed drug tests. Find two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Cool. Is he gonna pay it? Yeah, ten percent of his purse. He's suspended until July, so eight more months. You think he ever fights again? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't think he cares. I mean, he got in. <laughs> the, the bottom line is like. It's just like anything else. You go back and watch the fight. If you watch the Brock Lesnar story, it won't mention that, you know. Uh, yeah. He won the fight, you know. It's just how it goes down. Uh, does he fight It again? was overturned to a no contest, though. Oh, well, good for Mark Yeah, good for Mark Hunt. You know, Mark Hunt got brain damage from a humongous dude on sauce. <laughs> so, he gets right. Well, he, he failed for clomiphene, which – if you believe the John Jones excuse, it was from a dick pill. I don't. I don't. I've you talked to, agree with I've, that. I've, I've, I've talked to too many people, and it's like, bro, they're not putting that shit in Viagra Cialis. They're not. Well, so it was tainted, the, supposedly. It wasn't in Cialis. It was in a knock, allegedly, in a knockoff Cialis. Stop. Sada was able to stop. track it down. Yeah. From, from China. Stop it. You on that clomiphene, Matt? I'm on nothing. What about that clenbuterol? China had all that tainted meat, and it had clenbuterol in it. I don't even know what clenbuterol is. Clenbuterol. And I I ate some duck, you know. Uh Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure I'm good. I'm good. Ate some fish. 
I want your thoughts on this too. There was a sheet leaked of WWE house show rules, like guidelines they had to follow. Uh, it says, per our conversation with Vince, please no pile drivers, as if this is like a new rule in WWE. It's not. Um, it says, referees should not play a factor in our finishes. It is important to keep their credibility. Do not compromise the referees or put them in compromising situations. Make sure that all talent do not go up on the ropes during their entrances. Do not let talent stall too much, especially during the first match. Based on these first few rules, anything that stands out to you like that you're like, well, that's ridiculous. Not at all. Sounds, sounds fun. I mean, the, the not stalling the first match, that makes sense. I mean, you don't want to start off a show with a really, really poor pace or anything like that. Uh, and, of course, no pile drivers. Here's one. It says no one is to do the yeah, boo stuff except John Cena, which is obviously the spot where they punch one person – one part of the crowd goes, yeah, the other part goes, boo. Is that surprising? Well, you're supposed to have different different parts of the show should do different things, especially when you have a show as long as Raw. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it should only be John Cena. I think whoever's in that spot on the card, be it the co-main event, main event, or even, it depends. Sometimes they start the show super hot with a good 15, 20-minute match. But I think any good, like, 15, 20-minute match would probably have a double-down spot where they get up striking, you know? Yeah. And does that have to be boo-ah, boo-ah? And it doesn't have to be so big or dramatic, but at the same time, I think there should be a back-and-forth in any match that's, like, 15, 20 minutes long, you know? It says, please do not let talent uh, – oh, never mind. That was the stall thing. No impromptu talent promos unless approved by a producer. I mean, this this makes sense. I mean, it's a, just a way to make sure the show goes on and you don't get something that you didn't bargain for. Everything right? Everything's being filmed. It's on live TV. If you get to the WWE, you know your place. You know your role. Do what they tell you. Don't talk unless they give you lines to say and give you a mic. It shouldn't be a problem. Nobody should even – you know, stuff they're writing down, you shouldn't have to say, but trust me, pro wrestlers, you need to tell them this shit. Yeah, no use of low blows. Uh, also, any use of chairs, tables, or other objects must be approved first. Have you ever had one of those? Like, Because, you know, they don't want to overdo certain spots. If somebody's going through a table in the sixth match, they don't want it to happen in the second. You're absolutely right. And every show I've been on, any good show I've been on, there's only one show that didn't ask oh. me that question. Every oh. other show... They ask me if I'm doing anything like that, or if I do, they send an email out being like, hey, if you do something like that, let us know so we can say yes or no, or if not, you know, whatever. Have you ever seen anybody just utterly disrespect and just ignore those rules, even at the indie level? Yes. How'd that work out for them? They just don't get asked back, and they get fired. Wow. Man. Pretty simple. If you don't follow the rules, you get fired. So it's just people going into business for themselves, like, oh, well, I'll, I'll do this cool spot, and maybe these people here are going to like it, but I won't be asked back. Why do you think people are so willing to do that? Because everybody, because everybody wants an opportunity, but at the same time, most promoters, bookers know what they're doing, and there's a reason why they don't tell you to do certain things. And, like, I've seen people that have been – used to be signed with the WWE, do things that, like, you could tell they thought would get over that they couldn't do in the E that they can do now. And people are like, no, that sucks still, you know? Like, so it's like, usually when people go in for business for themselves, it doesn't look good, it looks ugly, and you can see it from a mile away because it doesn't translate into the rest of the show. You know? There are also a bunch of medical rules in case of bad bumps, stuff like that, but... It also says agents need to approve heels taking a walk during their matches and limit it to the top matches only. This is now on the indie circuit, Matt. I'm sure you've seen this a million times. Like there, there's a lot of stalling in some indie matches. Like I went and watched uh, Eugene wrestle once, and he spent ten minutes trying to shove a thumb up somebody's ass. I watched Al Snow wrestle, and he chased he chased somebody with head for like five six minutes. Do you think that needs to be controlled more at the indie level like it is the WWE level? Or do you think that 
maybe they need they're doing that just to stretch out the show maybe well the thing is a lot of the guys that do that kind of stuff they consider it like southern style wrestling i would imagine so like they think it's okay kind of to just uh run away kind of be a heel in the sense i'm not gonna fight you but the bell rang and we're fighting uh as you can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm not a big fan of that stuff. I don't I don't like when people are just circling around, running around. But if you're good at it, it has its place and it does work, you know? Uh, yeah, I think when you have a show, I think the thing is at the WWE level, it's like you guys already have people that are good at this stuff. So you got Kevin Owens you know, doing his thing. He's going to walk out every match and walk around. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what he does. He's able to, he's able to do that and make it work. Um, but I mean, the, the way that he does it, he's a really versatile guy. Like he could go a million miles an hour or he can slow it to two miles an hour and make it work. But there are some of those people, they just really, they just try to stretch it out. Yeah. And I agree with you. I'm, I'm not much on, on that style of wrestling. Now, quickly before we go, we have a couple of uh, pretty interesting fights on Saturday. UFC on Fox 22. I want your feelings on the CM Punk killer, Mickey Gall, taking on Sage Northcutt. He's going to beat Sage Northcutt. Is it, UFC is booking Mickey Gall perfectly. It's, it's pretty pretty awesome. He That was the perfect thing to do, in my opinion. Call out Sage Northcutt. It's a winnable fight for him. More than winnable. That's a big name that's winnable. That's like it's like Matt Riddle fighting Dan Hardy winnable. You know? <laughs> exact, that's exactly what it is. That, it's good for him. Good for him. CM Punk, then yeah. Sage Northcutt. Is he just going to be the overhyped fighter killer? Good. Good for him. Did you see... Did you see the Cub Swanson do Ho Choi fight from Saturday? I did. What happened? Oh my God, it was insane. Slugfest. Just slugfest. And uh, do Ho Choi was prospect, but just has, he, he can't go go down. Like people, he was called the, the Korean Superboy. And now I think it was Brendan Chobb that said he should be called the Super Zombie, like to take off of the Korean Zombie thing. Unbelievable fight. Also, Max Holloway won, of course, and uh, Donald Cerrone picking up another win. Yeah, he Man. he beat up Matt Brown. Whew, that was a good fight, too. Another good fight. That whole show was actually really, really good. Uh, Uriah Faber in his retirement fight this Saturday against Brad Pickett. You think he pulls it off? I don't know. That's a good fight for... I mean, that's a winnable fight for Favor. That's a hard fight for Pickett to win. Favor's got a good set of tools. Then again, Pickett's extremely well-rounded. It's got good jits, good striking, okay wrestling. It's just that Favor has the stronger wrestling. Oh, and, and they're uh, they're in uh, Uriah Favor's hometown of Sacramento, California. Yeah, so they're not doing Brad Pickett any favor. Definitely not. And Brad Pickett's from England, so the flight alone, yeah. Yeah. And finally, Paige Van Zant versus Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson hasn't fought in like a year and a half. I think Paige Van Zant's a little bit better than a lot of people give her credit for, but uh, this is going to be a real test for her. And it's crazy to think Paige Van Zant isn't that far off from a title shot if she were to win this. she would. If she wins, she'll be 5-1 and one in the UFC. It's a good record. I had that record at one point. <laughs> Oh, geez. But I was, but I was in a division full of other people, so I didn't get a title shot possibly after. That's true. One. Um, before we go, I was watching. Uh, it was a trailer of your high spots interview, and you told these people that you made one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in one night, and the yes. reaction was the best thing in the world. Yeah, Dan, Dan Barry and Chuck Taylor. I get the. Like, I guess they uh, they they said. You paid more taxes on that money than I probably made my entire life. And I was like, what? like yeah, you know, that, that's whatever, though. That's just how it goes, you know. Uh, you know, there's different levels of success. So what do you got going on this weekend? Well, this weekend I have this mystery matchup kind of thing going on, I think, tomorrow. And then I travel from California to London. So I wrestle Sunday in London. 
and then I'll be home, and then I'm, I don't wrestle till the 29th and the 30th, where I'll wrestle in Boston, then Chicago. So taking a couple, taking a little bit of time off for Christmas, right? Just a little bit. Nice. Hey, you deserve it, man. You've been traveling everywhere. That'll be your second trip to Europe, and you went to China. You've flown back to the States two or three times, all within a month. All within a month, yeah. Jeez. Then you got to put on a beard and pretend to be Santa Claus and stuff. Uh, guys, follow Matt at RiddleTuff7. Follow us at Fightful online on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, obviously, check out Fightful.com. Uh, live coverage of UFC on Fox 22 this weekend, WWE Roadblock, really everything. Come in there, talk some trash with everybody. Matt, where can they get your altered bro stuffs? My altered bro stuffs. Well, you know, I'm waiting on the shirt guy and the hat guy. I put in the order. What's up, shirt guy? I know, Lehigh Valley Printing Bros. You guys, you know, you're, you're slipping. You're slipping, you're falling, you got to get up. All right, so <laughs> I need some merch. Uh, I mean, I like I got back from China, had some merch, sold it all over the weekend, and now I just need more merch. That's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have, but right now, it, you know the the flight situations and stuff like that. You know, it's always you need the merch. Without the merch, these trips are hard to be profitable. You know what I'm saying? So You need to print off some of these Fightful movie posters and sell those. And sign them up. I know. Sign them I up. I need to do that. Anything you want to tell the people before we go? You know, uh, no. I don't know. what The next time we do this, when will that be? What's the date today? Uh, when's, yeah, when is, where will you be next Thursday? That's the 22nd. Oh, 22nd. Okay. So that will be our Christmas special next week. So that, It will be. That's exciting. Or is it our holiday special? It can be whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do like a Christmas and then a holiday special because we want to be politically correct. Look at everybody. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll talk about some of the best Christmas angles in WWE. That sounds good. And maybe next week's video poster should be Coming to America. Ooh. I feel like that's a good one. Graham Williams, where you at, buddy? Because I feel like that's a good one after, you know, because I'll finally be back in America to chill <laughs> for a little bit till the new year. So, damn, it's a good one. Guys, I will be back uh, Friday afternoon with Shane Helms. He's going to be talking uh, total nonstop deletion as he appears in it. Uh, so we'll be reacting to that Friday afternoon. Check us out for our pro series. Also, make sure you don't drink your own pee or poop in public. Uh, Until next time, guys, we're out.